ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. It is Thursday, September 15th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. We are here until 6 o'clock taking your phone calls and texts. The text line is open now at 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. The phone line this hour is 877-420-TALK. We've got so much to talk about. Let's get right into it. A couple of things that uh, I was going to lead off with soccer, and I'm still going to keep that pretty high. But we got the basketball schedule. Finally, it's official on the Marshall side of things. The official basketball schedule is out and the herd's going to be home. Several contests. So let me go over the non-conference schedule first. We knew what the conference schedule would look like. So let's talk about the non-conference schedule. A couple of exhibition games in there. And we start with Friday, October 28th with the University of Charleston. So that's an exhibition game for the Thundering Herd. And then on November 2nd, U-Pike. So Marshall's got exhibition contests with Charleston and U-Pike. And then on the road, November 7th, to start things off officially. So the Thundering Herd is going to be in Charlotte, North Carolina, taking on Queens. And then Marshall comes back on November 14th to play against Tennessee Tech at home. Then a quick road game on November 17th, that's a Thursday, at Miami of Ohio. And then five home games. There's going to be a gap in between, but there will be five home games. First one is Saturday, November 19th against Coppin State. The next one will be Monday, November 21st against Chicago State. And then Saturday, November 26th against Moorhead State. And then Wednesday, November 30th against Akron. And then Saturday, December 3rd against Ohio. These are all home games for the Thundering Herd. So Coppin State, Chicago State, Moorhead State, Akron, and Ohio. And then you are on the road for three. Thursday, December 8th, will be at Duquesne. And I had someone tweet at me earlier and said that Duquesne had it listed as a, a different date, and we've gone back and checked, and it's uh, it's correct. It's December 8th. So Marshall has it correct, December 8th at Duquesne. I just wanted to acknowledge that because that was something that was asked to me on Twitter. And then Saturday, December 10th, December 10th at Robert Morris, and then Tuesday, December 13th at UNGC. Back home, December 17th at Toledo, and December 19th at Glenville State. I'm sorry, uh, Toledo and Glenville State, home. December 17th and 19th, Toledo and then Glenville State, home games. Those are the non-conference games on the schedule. And, of course, what do I get? I get text. One, someone texts me and says, not a great non-conference for men's hoops. Okay, what's terrible about this schedule? 
mean, right now, someone, someone at Chicago State could be looking like, yeah, Marshall, not a not a not a great non-conference uh, schedule here. Got to play Marshall. This isn't the football team. This is the basketball team. So, what's what's so terrible about it? And so, I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask you. What's terrible about the non-conference schedule? The other text I get is, where's the buy-in game? Where's the big buy game? Well, Marshall should be competitive in all these games. You have five road games. So you're on the road for five. And then you have eight home games, and that's not counting the exhibition games. So five, five road games. Eight home games. So you're probably going to make money at home. You're playing Ohio. Ohio should bring fans. Should. Akron will be a midweek game. Not necessarily expecting a lot of fans there. Moorhead State should bring fans. It's a Saturday. Coppin State, Chicago State, not necessarily expecting... a multitude of fans from Coppin State and Chicago State to follow them to Huntington. Uh, Toledo maybe should bring some fans. You know, again, I'm not going to say it's going to be overwhelming, but Toledo and Glenville State. Glenville State brings some fans. But you're also going to cut back the capacity of the Henderson Center. So capacity is going to get cut. going to be a little bit more intimate feeling. All of a sudden, hey, if you want a ticket to a game, well, you better get it because all those upper-level seats are going away. And do you necessarily need a big buy game? Does Marshall need to go get a big buy game? I think this is a schedule that's going to get Marshall potential wins. Potential wins. And then you go into... The Sun Belt schedule, and you should be competitive. You should be competitive against the Sun Belt schedule. Now, I'm not saying Marshall is going to go undefeated. I'm not going to say Marshall is going to have trouble with the schedule. What I'm saying is, theoretically, when you put this together, you put this schedule together, Marshall should be successful. Marshall should have opportunities to win these contests. So is this a, a schedule put together for for wins? Is this a schedule put together to get you ready for the Sun Belt? Is this a schedule that are you happy with this schedule or are you are you like the texter? Just I'm not impressed. Not impressed. There's no buy game. Yeah, I'd like to see Marshall play some big names too. I also like to see Marshall get its feet underneath it and have an opportunity for some success. That's what I'd like to see. I'd like to see Marshall basketball have an opportunity to get some wins here, get ready for conference because you're in the Sun Belt. Now, unlike football, basketball, which I'm sure is going to go in the right direction, but Sunbelt basketball right now, not the giant killers of college athletics. College athletics 
the Sun Belt's not the giant killers that football has become. Not the darlings of the NCAA. Not the darlings here at all. So there's some work to be done. But that's the schedule. If you don't remember the conference schedule, it's going to be on a Thursday-Saturday schedule. It starts on December 29th against App State. And then Saturday, December 31st, against James Madison. Both those games are home. A road game on January 5th at Georgia Southern. And then three consecutive home games on the 7th of January, the 12th of January, and the 14th of January. It's a Saturday, Thursday, Saturday. Coastal Carolina, Southern Miss, and Old Dominion. And then you've got a road trip that has Texas State on the 19th and Arkansas State on the 21st. Back on Thursday for two-game home slate, January 26th and 28th against uh, ULM and Georgia State. Four on the road, February 2nd, 4th, 9th, and 11th. Again, that's a Thursday-Saturday, Thursday-Saturday rotation with App State, then Louisiana, then Coastal Carolina, and then Georgia State. Those are the road gone, the road contest. And then the 16th and 18th of February, Georgia Southern and Troy at home, and then you, you end the conference slate, the Sun Belt Conference slate, with at James, James Madison and at Old Dominion. Also wanted to see a Conference USA, so I'm still I'm just trying to purge that name from my mouth. So I apologize there. I almost said it. I almost said the Conference USA slate when I saw Old Dominion. I just uh, just fell back on old habits. So that's your schedule. So, okay, here's what we do. Do you agree with uh, the early text that came in that this is not a a good non-conference schedule? Is this a, uh, I'm not impressed with this schedule? Do you care? Did you want to see a little bit more? pizzazz do you want to see money games what do you think text line 304-396-TALK 304-396-8255 texter writes in Cam Henderson put the boys in station wagons and they played any big school they could schedule really good competition makes you a better team that is true Really good competition makes you better. That's fair. That's a that's a fair statement. What if Dan D'Antoni and Marshall basketball started off the season playing really high level competition, and by the time Marshall got to conference play, Marshall just wrecked itself. Maybe a couple of wins. Sure, great competition, great matchups. I think the schedule is put together to allow this team to get going. And that's just my that's just my humble opinion. It's not a bad schedule. It might not be the most exciting schedule, but hey, you got Ohio. You got Ohio on that schedule. Moorhead State. Marshall should always play Ohio and Moorhead State. 
if you're a fan of the Mac, you got Toledo and Miami. Dan D'Antoni's a fan. He's a fan of the Mac. So if, if you're a fan of Marshall's time, the Mac, you got Miami, Akron, Ohio, and Toledo on the schedule. Three of the four coming to Huntington. If you're a fan of the war on I-64, there's Moorhead State for you. Glenville State, little regional flavor to it. U-Pike is an exhibition, Charleston exhibition, little regional flavor there. And then got a nice little trip to Queens. And you bring in Coppin State and Chicago State, and then you, you play Duquesne, you play Robert Morris. And you look at this. What's the travel like on this schedule? What's the travel like on this schedule? What's the what's the regional flavor of this schedule? I mean, there's probably several reasons why this is the schedule it is. So our text line again, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Now, you might say, hey, you know what? I'm not going to go see Marshall play Glenville State. And I'm like, that's cool. I'll be there. But that's that's the beauty of this thing here. Okay. Wait till conference play. All right. App State, James Madison. That'd be great. Ending the ending the year, kicking off uh, the new year with the first run in the Sun Belt. But did Marshall have to get a money game on the schedule? As a couple of textures have written in. Is there is there something missing from this schedule? I mean, is is there some is there an opponent out there that like okay I'm going to go see Marshall play that opponent? Is there an opponent out there? Is there a schedule that would have made you happier? Or are you good with this schedule? Three zero four three nine six talk three zero four three nine six eight two five five. And can you imagine Dan D'Antoni getting the teams in a station wagon as the texture wrote in? Like Cam Henderson, put them in station wagons and just traveling all all across. We'll play you anywhere, anytime. And the herd wagons. I don't think Dan's. I don't think Dan's pulling up the station wagons and just traveling. I think this is a schedule that it looks like it. It looks like it's a schedule that's going to give Marshall an opportunity to be successful. That's my take on it. More coming up, including your phone calls and your text. We got soccer to talk about. We got this basketball schedule to talk about a little bit more. We have got football. We've got a full show for you. More coming up. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back. The Drive continues on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We're here on this Thursday, September 15th, taking your phone calls and texts. The text line, of course, the preferred method today. It is 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Texter writes in. Need boys with some grit, some Southern West Virginia pride. Basketball's not a non-contact sport. Take it to them, Coach Dan, in their face. 
need boys with some grit. I got to ask Tavio next time I talk to him. Yeah, do we have some boys with some grit? Some some boys with some grit on this team. And you can add to that conversation, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. So the Marshall men's basketball schedule is out. And it looks like it's set up for some success, hopefully, for Dan D'Antoni. There's really not that big signature game on this schedule. I mean, there's some, there's some game. I mean, Marshall Duquesne. Okay, Marshall Duquesne. That makes sense. That's a geography. Yeah, the geography there makes sense, right? Marshall playing host of Toledo. Okay, you got an Ohio team. Ohio, an Ohio team. Akron, an Ohio team. You're on the road at Miami, a, an Ohio team. So you're playing some Ohio teams here. Moorhead State. Again, that game's in Huntington. Not that far. Coppin State, Chicago State, give you a little flavor, right? At Queens, start start the season off right there at Queens. Tennessee Tech, grand scheme of things, that's not a hard game to get to. Then you have the conference schedule. I think the toughest game this year to get to is probably going to be the Texas State, Arkansas State series. I don't know how difficult it's going to be to travel to Texas State and then Arkansas State, but that looks like it's that's the toughest. That's probably the toughest trip. I don't think the I mean, coastal to Georgia State that might be a, a little haul. So you're at Coastal Carolina, then you're heading over to Georgia State. Yeah, at James Madison, at Old Dominion, that's that's easy. And going to Georgia Southern shouldn't be too hard. The App State, Louisiana trip, that shouldn't be too difficult. Yeah, it, it's weird how this thing is, is formatted because you've got two home games, a road game. This is conference I'm talking about. Two home games, a road game, three home games, two road games. Two home games, four road games, two home, two road. Just trying to, just trying to balance it out. All right, Texter's chiming in. Uh, wants to schedule Dayton. Okay. Keep it in Ohio. Play Dayton. All right, I'm okay with that. Noted. Put Dayton on the schedule. Is there a school on this schedule you don't like? I'll ask you that. Is there a team on here you're like, Paul, why, why are they playing that team? Why is that team on the schedule? And if I was to guess, if I was to guess, would it be, would it be, Would it be Ohio? No, you like that game. I'm, I'm telling you you like that game. I'm just telling you, you like that game. Toledo, Miami, Akron. If I was going to pick 
three of these that you didn't want on the schedule. You're like, I don't want, I don't want to see Marshall play them. Would it be Toledo, Akron, and Miami? Other than Ohio, would you just say, look, no Mac schools, no Mac schools, and we're fine, we're happy? Would you go that direction? Are you okay with Coppin State, Chicago State, Tennessee Tech? Are you okay with those games? I think you keep Glenville State on the schedule. I think you don't touch that one. You keep Glenville right there. And that's right before – yeah, that's right before the break and right before you get into conference play. I like that one. So I'm okay with that. So is there a game you would change on this, this schedule? Yeah, conference you're locked in. You're not going to get change anything. But non-conference, is there a game that you're just like, I don't, I don't know why. Why is that the game? Why is that the game we're talking about? 304-396-TALK is the text line. 304-396-8255. Went a little long. Going to come back and get us back on track. It's The Drive ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We're taking Paul Swan everywhere. Download or subscribe to The Drive with Paul Swan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We continue on with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. It is Thursday, September 15th. Thursdays mean many things. That includes Thursday night football. We've got the game for you coming up tonight. It's going to be the Chargers and the Chiefs. Now, let me let you in on something. This is an Amazon Prime game. Amazon Prime. What does that mean for you? Well, if you want to sit down and watch the game, You have to have Amazon Prime. What if you don't have Amazon Prime? Well, we've got it right here. So you can lock in on your radio. You can do other things while you're listening. You can watch. I don't know. You can can play with the kids. Play with the kids and listen to the game. And we'll have it for you coming up. It's going to follow the Charles Huff Show. That's coming up at uh, 7.05. 705. So that's coming up tonight. Get the latest from the head coach of the Thundering Herd. And then we'll have the game for you. And if you have Amazon Prime, great. You you, uh, you don't, and I think that's going to be the majority of you. We got you covered right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Now I get it. You're gonna you're gonna have games start going to streaming services. I know that. NFL Sunday Ticket is probably going to be on a streaming service. And look, I'm I like I like having the options. Absolutely do. DirecTV's just given Sunday ticket away now. I, I don't know what I'm gonna do next year. Because DirecTV is just given Sunday ticket away to me. I I've I haven't had to pay for Sunday ticket for a few years. And I am thankful for that. Every time I'm sitting there thinking, I, I'm just going to get rid of DirecTV. I'm going to get rid of DirecTV. Hey, Paul, guess what? Sunday ticket's free for you this year. Guess I'm not getting rid of DirecTV anytime soon. Now the Bengals are better. Maybe I'll see more games uh, broadcast locally. But I can't depend on that. So Sunday ticket, I've, I've, I've got all the games. NHL Center Ice, I can get that at $60-some now on DirecTV if I want to go that route. Or it's just right there with my ESPN Plus subscription. 
which I know that's going up. That's going up in price. But that's worth it to me. Honestly, I wish I could just a la carte ESPN and I would just have it all right there in one streaming package instead of having the, the bundle that stuff in with the cable provider, the satellite provider. I, I wish I could just a la carte ESPN. That would be the one that I, I would do because I get enough out of ESPN Plus. It, it justifies it for me. You do the bundle, you get Disney Plus for the family, you get Hulu if you want to watch, I don't know, The Handmaid Tale, whatever that show is. There's some stuff on there. I hear. I don't watch Hulu. I guess my point is, it's not a terrible thing, but of all the streaming services, the one that probably people don't have because, well, you don't have Amazon Video. There, it's That's, that's like an add-on. Not too many people have Amazon Prime, so you can listen to the game on the radio here. It's going to eventually go that way. I know Sunday Ticket is going to go that way, but you know I love having all the hockey there. Baseball needs to get its act together. NFL needs to get its act together. Make it easier for fans to listen and, and watch these games. Because people like to do both. So we've got you covered. Just keep it right here. I appreciate you doing that here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Uh, we've got a couple things to get into. Uh, it's going to be a busy next few days for Marshall Athletics. Coming up tomorrow, number seven in soccer, the Marshall University Thundering Herd traveling to Lexington for its Sunbelt Conference opener. Taking on the number six Kentucky Wildcats. First kick set for 7.30. So the Herd and UK getting it on. And already the Sun Belt is a major soccer power. A force to be reckoned with in football and a major soccer power already. With two of the top ten teams right there playing in the Sun Belt and the Sun Belt opener. So that's coming up. And then Heard Volleyball is in action taking on South Carolina and, uh, I'm sorry, traveling to South Carolina. My mistake. Traveling to South Carolina taking on Furman and USC Upstate. Would have been cool if they were playing South Carolina, but they're playing Furman on Friday, Upstate on Saturday. So Heard Volleyball on the road. And then, uh, just to keep you up on what's happening with baseball, uh, you've got some fall ball going on, taking on WVU tomorrow at Monongalia County Ballpark, traveling to Lexington to take on Kentucky on October 9th, and will host the Toronto Mets on October 18th at the Kennedy Center. So, just a little a little extra baseball for you coming up with Jeff Wagner squad. And then uh, the only other thing I wanted to get into, just to, just to mention it, Marshall Cross Country is set to, to run in the uh, team's second regular season meet. It's going to be at the Virginia Tech Alumni Invitational in Virginia. It is set to begin at 6 p.m. for the women's 6K, and it will continue at 6.40 p.m. for the men's 8K. So I think you're caught up now on all the other things that are happening today. The big story, probably it's one and two. You can just reverse it depending on your preference. Uh, it's soccer getting set for tomorrow, taking on Kentucky, 
number seven versus number six, the Sun Belt opener, and then the men's basketball schedule, the non-conference portion release. So we have a better idea of what the Thundering Herd's journey to the Sun Belt is going to look like. So, as I said, a lot of things happening, and we've got football to talk about because the transfer portal, there's some new restrictions on that that came out yesterday, so we'll talk about that. Uh, before we do that, though, uh, one thing about I love about the Sun Belt is the Sun Belt's getting a lot more of attention than Marshall ever dreamed of seeing in Conference USA. And so cataloging all the good things that have happened these last few days ever since the old Southern Conference teams decided to knock off some teams, I mean, that's the funny thing. Appalachian State, Marshall, Georgia Southern, Southern Conference teams. So three top 15 winningest FBS programs of all time going down. Not top 15 teams, mind you, but top 15 winningest FBS programs of all time, including two top 10 teams. So... Just to recap, Cheez-It Bowl National Teams of the Week for all three. Uh, Bleacher Report joined the uh, Football Writers Association of America in declaring Team Fun Belt the Team of the Week. We mentioned this, uh, Sean Clark and Charles Huff, uh, the Dodd Trophy Co-Coaches of the Week. Manning Award Stars of the Week go to uh, Georgia Southern's quarterback and South Alabama's quarterback. The um, the quarterback awards um, are pretty pretty big. Laybourne, I mentioned this earlier, the Doak Walker Award National Running Back of the Week. Pro Football Focus had uh, five Sun Belt players on the defensive side of the ball, including Stephen Gilmore. And um, Gilmore was also tabbed the Defensive Player of the Week. That's pretty cool. So a lot of things going on positive. All right, I got a couple of texts. I want to get to those before we hit the break. Um, text wants to, Texter wants to schedule Virginia Tech, the Richmond Spiders, and Virginia and um, they're close and use buses, not station wagons. I mean, if it's a really tricked-out station wagon, I'd roll in that. If it had good sound system, good air conditioning, seats reclined a little bit, I, I'd travel in a, uh, I'd travel in a, uh, a really tricked-out station wagon. Uh, Texter said that these are all on the road in their big houses. So Virginia Tech. Richmond, the Spiders, and Virginia. That's what this texter wants uh, on the schedule. Texter bringing it back to football. I hope Herd football doesn't have a letdown game this Saturday. I predict a Herd victory 24-10. I will remember that prediction, 24-10. We should do a predict the score. We should do that. I might do that. I might do it tomorrow. We'll definitely do it next week. 24-10, what's your prediction? You think Marshall's going to win? Is it going to be a blowout? Is it going to be close? 
Will Marshall go up and lay an egg? And then we all look at Woody Woodrum on Tuesday when he asks Coach about losing at Bowling Green, and he warned Coach, "Do I do, do I look at Woody and like, man, it's your fault? Is that what is that what happens?" And if you don't know what I'm talking about, Woody asked that question the other day about just the the whole history going up the Bowling Green, not really being able to um, have success up there. I, I think that's probably the best thing. If, if you didn't hear that, Coach made a funny. Because what he's like, look, Bowling Green, I mean, it's going to be windy up there. It's, it's, it's a tough – her doesn't do well. Coach had a, a good reply. Yeah, well, defensively um... – If I had the right cut cued. Is there a field at 100 yards by 53 in the third? Maybe. Do they have goalposts? Do they have goalposts? We'll be all right. Coach said they'll be all right. It is a football field the same length? The goalposts. They have goalposts. So we're hoping. I'm hoping there's not a letdown and uh, the third. Thundering Herd is going to be okay. All right, more of your texts coming in. 304-396-TALK. 304-396-8255. More on this edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. All right, let's clean up some text. Texture writes in. Said all road games in the big houses earlier. Talking about the... Football wins. Okay. It makes more sense. Longer texts are fine. You you want to shoot me longer texts. Uh, that way I, I get it. I'm reading these on the fly, so I do my best. Text lines 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Transfer portal. Uh, that's something we talk about a lot. I do that on Saturdays during our pregame, and I'm going to be at Roosters 2 o'clock on Saturday to get things started. And one of the things we do, we talk about the transfer portal. And I'm going to save some of that for Saturday. Yeah, here's kind of laid back a little bit. You know, we have more fun. It's, I mean, come on. Again, we're talking sports here. If we're not having fun every day when we get together, I'm doing it wrong. So we'll be a little bit more serious on Saturday, you know, a little bit more thoughtful, have some fun as well. And, uh, you know, we'll give you a little bit more of a comprehensive preview of the game and one of the things we do talk about is the transfer portal. And so we keep an eye on some of the players that have left Marshall. How, how are they doing? Some of the players that have come in, how are they doing? How has the other team taken advantage of the transfer portal? And how are those players doing? So we've got some of the, those figures coming up on Saturday. But one thing that we're going to talk about, I'm sure, is that the NCAA has now uh, put out the instructions you got to remove the names of any student-athlete who has entered the transfer portal since the new portal windows went into effect, and that was August 31st. And so several media outlets uh, had that story, uh, and it's basically locking down the transfer portal to a degree. Schools are also not allowed to contact any student-athlete that entered the portal during that time frame. So if you entered past the deadline, you can't be contacted. So 
what has happened on August 31st, the NCAA Division I Board of Directors voted to approve 60 days throughout the calendar year during which student-athletes can enter the transfer portal. And so football players can enter the portal for 45 days beginning. This is going to be the day after the college football playoff field is announced. Also, May 1st to May 15th, so 45 days beginning the day after the college football playoff field is announced. So when Marshall is paired up against Alabama for the first round, then the transfer portal opens up 45 days. You can put your name in. And now NCAA is going back and saying, look, this, this is the deadline. You can't be putting people in. You, compliance officers have got to keep up here. Now, there wasn't a flood of players, but there still were players that were put in afterwards. Now, student-athletes are required to enter the portal during the transfer window, but you're not locked into taking transfers during that window. You can't do that. To a player, if they put themselves in the transfer portal during the you can get in phase, they can transfer anytime. They're not locked. They're not locked to that particular window. So, if someone's in the transfer portal beyond these deadline dates, that's only to get in. After these deadline dates pass, you can't. So, if it's May 16, sorry, you can't get into the portal. It's got to be locked down somehow, and I think this is a good compromise. Now, here's a, a good compromise. If a head coach is fired midseason, student-athletes can 30 days. You can enter the portal. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter uh, regardless of the sports transfer window. You can, you can enter the portal. So college football programs, now players have had to remove or be removed from the transfer portal until the window opens up again. And I think that's a lot better is a little bit more structure because there are going to be players out there that aren't necessarily going to be picked up during these window times you can get in. It's here's the time you can get in the portal. When you get out of the portal, when you transfer, that's completely different. So I think that's fair. After the college football playoff field is announced, you got 45 days. Make your mind up. And May 1st to May 15th. All right, quickly um, – Texer writes in, officials, um, making fun of the officials. Road wins are hard. think we got robbed a time or two by blind officials. Guess the officials had sun in their eye. I think that's going to do it for the, the portal, and that's going to do it for the text line. All right, uh, we got the Coach Huff Show coming up in an hour. I'm also, in an hour, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to record with the Fun Belt Podcast. How about that? So I'm going to go recharge a little bit and uh, find out what the, we're, we're all going to find out together what the Fun Belt Podcast is really about uh, with me on it. Are they ready for me? We're going to find out. Am I ready for them? Are they ready for me? That's that's the bigger question here. So uh, look for that. Find me on Twitter at Paul Swan. As soon as that's out, I'll share that with you. That's the thing I like about the fun belt. It's fun. Everybody seems to be having a good time. 
Sure, they want their team to beat yours, but other than that, they want you to have a good day. I like that. More coming up tomorrow. Be back at 5.06. Have a great night, everyone. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington. This is your radio home for Pittsburgh Pirates baseball. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.